Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. The numbers are in. Our podcast continues to be the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents. And I have to say a lot of small business owners as well listen to us based on the emails that we get. Um, so listen, thank you to all of you. And I know a lot of you guys are sharing the podcast, sharing links, um, and we really appreciate it. So for those of you who are listening to us on iTunes or you know, have the ability to give us a rating over on iTunes, please continue to give us five-star ratings. We really certainly appreciate it. Don't do a four-star. Don't wimp out. You know you want to hit five. Hitting the five-star rating just feels better. You know it does. <laughs> so give us a five-star rating. And for those of you who are uh, considering doing podcasts, I'll tell you the reason why that's important is because, A, the number of subscri- subscribers someone has uh, to their podcast, and, B, the number of ratings. Um the algorithm inside iTunes focuses and pays attention on that, and they will then – iTunes, Apple will then start promoting your podcast to other potential listeners. So it's kind of a really cool ecosystem, it's similar to the way Amazon works when you're hitting the checkout button and it says, well, you might also like this. And uh, so, yeah, for those of you who are thinking about doing a podcast, remember I told you that little bit of information. It will help you to gain more audience. So, Julie, welcome to today's show. Julie, do I need to unmute you again? I think I do. See how this works, guys? See how Julie and I, you consider us professionals at doing this since we've been doing it forever, but really we're not. <laughs> I forget to click buttons all the time. Uh, okay, Julie, there you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my that's fault. What I, mm-hmm. I own it. It was my fault. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. No, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, that we're live. <laughs> that's right. Mostly live. I have to have some more coffee, then I'll feel more alive. Um, so, uh, a lot of interesting feedback from some of the podcasts we've done over the past few days. You guys really seem to resonate when Julie and I are being as bad as unfiltered as we're comfortable being, and I appreciate that. I think you guys understand um, that we're not – we have no hidden agendas. Our agendas are right out there in the open so you can see them and judge them for yourself, and you do. And I appreciate the fact that you appreciate the fact that we are not going to hold back. I was um, – ranting as someone accused me of which i think is fair the other day of about the fact that you need to start deciding who you're going to listen to as our industry is in sort of this transformative stage that it's in and you need to start really deciding where you're going to get your information from and what you're going what you're going to do with the information once you've got it and um i'll give you an example i mean if you see for example if you're in alignment with us that you are not in the business as a professional unless you're proactively lead generating. You're not really – you shouldn't be in the business unless your mind and heart is uh, not in alignment with the idea that your highest and truest purpose is of being of service to other people. Um, but ultimately, the purpose of you being in business is, an al- is not altruistic. It's not self-sacrificial. The purpose of you being in business is to make a profit. And if you're not making a big old fat double-digit profit, then you need, you're doing something wrong. Um, if you're thinking that the way forward for you is starting a brokerage or even you know, necessarily forming a real estate team or all the rest of those things, and everyone you, is you know, sort of parroting that that's the path forward for you, I seriously – I challenge all of you 
to question that information and question the source of information and ask yourself what their motivation is for telling you that because their motivation is not your best interest because those types of businesses, which so the typical pattern most agents follow, just so you guys can understand this, those of you who are new, is you'll get into real estate, you'll get your license, you'll, you know, you'll get some traction here and there. You'll do some a lot of dumb things. Seems to be, you know, most agents do a lot of dumb things because they get a lot of dumb advice. Buying leads mostly is the dumb things I'm referring to. Then they stumble onto discovering that self-generation and running your business like a business owner is the way forward for them. Maybe they discover it from our podcast. Maybe they buy our book. Maybe they stumble upon somebody else that tells them the truth. So then they start doing the right things. And then what happens is they start becoming successful, taking more listings, making more money. People start seeing them as successful. They then start seeing themselves as successful. And then the next thing that happens is they start telling themselves, I want more of that feeling. And so what they'll then do is they'll start spending money so that they can get more adulation from strangers. And by doing so, they then piss away their profit. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of agents will start focusing on units opposed to profit, because they start getting addicted to the feeling of uh, you know, being successful. That becomes more dominant in their psyches than the desire for profit, because profit is not something you really celebrate or is really celebrated in the industry. Nobody, as we talked about yesterday, there's no highest net profit award that goes to any real estate agent. Wouldn't that be interesting if it, you know, imagine how much that would change the paradigm of the industry if all of a sudden agents who had the most profit were the ones that were celebrated. They are in our, in our coaching company. In our coaching company, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate the agents that make the most profit, who are able then to, with that profit to reinvest it so that they're rich. Rich is where their money works for them, and they no longer have to work for their money. Otherwise, why are you in the business? And the reason is, is because you fall prey to the, you know, your ego and this industry that's constantly feeding you with more reasons that, oh, you want to be famous. You want to have your own logo. You want to have your own team. You want to have your own this, the other thing. How do you know what path you should be following? It's simple. Really drill down and find out what their agenda is. So I had a, a podcast listener who was, uh, listened to us rant about this, and then they were about to go to an event that was uh, being put on locally by one of our coaching competitors. And I, we did not name names. I don't do that. But I, told, I give you the breadcrumbs so you guys can go do your own homework on this. And I told this agent to go – well, I told all of you on the podcast as well – Find out if that person is, for example, sponsored by Zillow or, say, for example, Bank of America. And ask yourself if the goals of those two entities, Zillow in particular, are in alignment with what your goals are. Ask yourself if that's the path you want to follow, knowing what you know about how to make money in this business. Ask yourself why all of our competitors are all adamant about forming a team. What's their agenda for that? What's, how do they benefit from you wanting to form teams? Why do brokerages now, some of the brokerages I think are coming to regret this, why were they such advocates of agents forming teams? What was their motivation for doing that? You, you all need to think about that because your financial best interest was not their motivation. And that's the part that I know feels a little bit uncomfortable when you start realizing that you are a business owner and at the end of the day, you're oftentimes misplacing your loyalties. You are sacrificing your own self-interest, your own business's self-interest, and ultimately your family's best interest in exchange for, again, adulation, attention, ego stuff. You are sacrificing your future 
in exchange for all this other stuff that the industry is so well, willing to you know, deliver to your doorstep. Does it make any sense? that is that the reason you got into business originally? It isn't. Not a single one of you got into business because you wanted to have your ego stroked. You wanted to be successful. You wanted to make money. Some of you had even more immediate, urgent needs with regards to finances. Others of you who've been in the business for a long time, you know what I'm saying is true. You know what I'm saying is true, especially if you, and many of you have, have followed these primrose paths, gotten stuck a million times by the needles, and now you're realizing, after you've been in the business five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, you're realizing that you have no net worth. You're realizing that you've not saved any money. You've realized that you have a wall full of plaques, medals, awards, and whatnot, and everyone thinks you walk on water. But at the end of the day, literally at the end of the day, you are still freaked out about money. You're still freaked out about your lack of financial security. You realize you have no, you know, you followed the wrong path. So the hard part is, and this is where you really have to have your own you know, private coming to Jesus session, okay? The hard part is not beating yourself up for having followed that wrong path. The hard part is accepting the fact that maybe that path, even if it didn't get to where you thought it would get you or where people promised it would get you, maybe that path was necessary for you to, you know, have the opportunity to take a pivot and go down a different one. And so the one I strongly suggest all of you take is what we, Julie and I talk about constantly on this podcast. And by the way, it's the same type of message you hear from anybody who's actually been there, done that. The ones that haven't been there, done that, they do a lot of the woo-woo. They do a lot of the motivation. They do a lot of the generalization. They do a lot of trendy. They do a lot of the latest and the greatest. Those are the haven't been there, haven't done that types. Because they, do, they can't drill down because they don't know how to drill down because they've never done it before. Again, I know that's an obtuse comment, but I know some of you understand. I know you do. We have some very, very smart podcast listeners. So, Julie, that was my daily rant. I feel much better now. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it got cleared out. So you, can tell, you can tell after about three minutes the coffee started working, right? Did you sense it? It started to kick in. I felt it. <laughs> I, could, I could rewind and maybe give you the exact moment that it hit. Um, but actually what I was thinking about when, you're, when you get on the, about this whole idea of, you know, be okay with the fact that the point is profit and come to terms with that and accept it. And if not, this, you know, this might not be the business for you. You know, I'm sure when you got in, to your point, when you got into real estate, you weren't weird about that. But as you get going, for some reason, it gets diluted and convoluted and you're into team building and buying pretty shiny things and all this kind of stuff. And I, I wonder – you know, some agents have issue talking with their prospects about money. Maybe that stems from not being all that comfortable with money themselves. It has to. And so by curing that issue with yourself, I would contend that you'll also get a lot better at things like presenting a seller's net sheet, even if they're netting less money than they probably thought they were going to. Not that that ever happens. Okay. Some of you, I've even had agents tell me they don't believe in presenting net sheets. <laughs> like what? Uh, at the time of taking a closing based on, I'm sorry, taking listing. a listing based yeah. on low, medium, and high. And I asked why. And their contention, and I, I kind of see in a roundabout way how you might think this, their contention was they didn't want their pricing to be influenced by what the seller was or was not making. But that's kind of a scarcity mindset thought that, you know, the world might come to an end if it was a few dollars short of where they, they thought it maybe should be. Or maybe from the agent's standpoint, maybe they wouldn't sell if they were only netting ten or 15000 for example. That's putting your own 
uh, scarcity mindset out there with the sellers in, in talking to buyers about what the real costs of buying is. If you're not clear about your own profitability, it makes it really hard for you to be comfortable talking about finances with your clients. So I think curing your own mindset about wealth and profitability will also translate into being a better, more professional, more successful agent or broker. Hopefully that made some sense, but that's what I was thinking of when, during your caffeinated rant. Yeah, no, I mean, that, I, I, you know, on our HCCA call um, this morning with our Harris Certified Coaches, we have uh, coaches that um, were in our certification program. Most of them are graduating this year. And if you're interested in that, just to go to HarrisCertifiedCoach.com. But on our Harris Certified Coach uh, call this morning, we were talking about how all of them should consider, or not even consider, they should just start their own podcast. And we were talking about like how a, a, someone's mind works when you say, I want you to start doing a podcast or suggest it to them. They always go wide. They always think about, what am I going to talk about? Your brain always, it doesn't focus in. And many of you don't have the ability at all or anymore to focus in. So when you essentially, like I'm giving this as an example, but when you say, I want you to do a podcast, I want all of you to start your own podcast. Because truthfully, podcasting, guys, and I'm not going to talk about podcasting, or maybe we should on a future show. You guys tell us. If you want us to talk about how to start a podcast, uh, let us know. But podcasting in general is going to become the preferred way to disseminate information going forward. Podcasting, some podcasters has mo have more Joe Rogan, for example, have more daily listens than CNN has viewers. So what's happening is something that has not happened since, as many have said, the Gutenberg Press. It's a huge, huge thing that all of you have an opportunity to be part of. Seriously consider starting your own podcast. But when I was suggesting that to people, what happens is, our, our certified coaches, what happens is they go too wide in their minds. They start thinking about, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? How am I going to say it? What about, blah, 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 blah. So their brain fills with all these levels of uncertainty, and they don't have the ability to reel in all those emotions and then basically produce a product, so they end up procrastinating forever. But I want you to realize that that's a natural um, anytime you approach a new idea, your mind automatically goes in defense mode. So what your mind is doing when faced with a challenge or an opportunity is it looks for reasons to say no. So by filling your mind with all these you know, skeptical-type thoughts, that is your ego trying to shut down you taking a risk because your ego doesn't want you to take a risk. And your ego is going to tell you all the reasons why it won't work. And your ego is going to fill you with all these reasons why you shouldn't do a damn thing and just stay exactly the way you are. And that's what happens a lot of times. Again, these are all similar topics, but when you're talking to somebody who's been down that path of trying to form a team and you tell them the truth that, hey, guess what? Look at your tax return. You're not making any profit. And you, you have this you know, heart to heart with them. It's very difficult even then for them to pivot because then their minds fill with it goes their minds go wide. How is it going to look if I fire my team? Is the, are people going to think I failed? What's going to happen in the blah, blah 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 blah? They just come up with a billion reasons why they can't actually do the smart thing and start focusing on profit. Well, that's the reason why when Julie and I do our podcast in our books and our coaching, we don't try to go wide. We stay very drilled down on a handful of topics. That's the reason that we teach all of you in our coaching and our podcast in our books to focus on in your business and life a handful of topics because we aren't designed, humans are not designed to go wide. We're all designed to stay myopic. We're all designed to stay drilled down. So 
I want you to consider as you're thinking about like what do I do with this information from Tim and Julie? What do I do about these changes that are happening? Everybody's talking about all these big, huge iBuyers and all the rest of it. What do I do with all that? You drill down. You don't try to go wide. You drill down. And what do you focus on? You focus on the things that we tell you to focus on. The number one thing is becoming a powerful listing agent. When you're a listing agent and you have listings and you hit your magic number of listings, you don't know probably what I'm talking about, but I'll tell you how you can discover it because I'll give you a book where you can read it. But once you have your magic number of listings, you'll find that your mind does not even want to hear about all the other static. There is no benefit from you filling your mind. I'll give you guys an interesting example how information in general, more information does not help you at all. I'll give you two examples. And this, these are kind of out, these are not perfect examples, but I want you to consider these two points. Number one, does the does does the price of a home increase with the more uh, websites that it's on? So Zillow would argue that it does. Like, oh, your seller is not on Zillow; it's somehow going to you know adversely affect the resale. Is that true or false, listeners? Does more exposure on a house make the house worth more money or less? Ultimately, what's the answer? I get the answer. There is no difference. More exposure does not positively affect the outcome of the sellability of the house. So more websites, more marketing, more everything does not result in a, any benefit to the seller whatsoever. Zillow has done a fantastic job of convincing sellers that if you, your house isn't on Zillow, then somehow your agent's a scumball and not really serving your needs. Do you see what I'm talking about as far as misinformation? I'll give you another one. So Julie and I are going to uh, Puerto Rico next month, and we're going to be there for 10 days. And we've been hearing from people, oh, God, the, you know, why are you going there? It's, supposedly it's you know, some sort of zombie apocalypse there, and people are running around with spears. It's, it's uh, you know, some sort of Lord of the Flies scenario where it's you know, survivor. It's literal survivor. You know, all these things that people are, have their heads full. So Julie's on a, po I, podcast. Julie's on a coaching call yesterday, and uh, one of her clients – uh, Julie, was it her or her friend that just got back from no, Puerto Rico? Her friend Rico? had just come back. Yeah, it was her friend. Had and what'd she say? She said it was quite what'd lovely. She, say? she said it was yeah. uh, pretty easy to get around, quite lovely, and uh, something about good restaurants or something like that, but not, not you know, zombie apocalypse, that's for sure. But here's what I discovered, and I want you guys to think about this. Why, and here's the question I asked myself, why is it that all over the news – they're always talking about how Puerto Rico is a shit show. Why is it that everyone's talking about that? Like when you watch and read anywhere. I, I, uh, yesterday, I, uh, on my mobile phone, I went to Google News, and I put in um, – I didn't have any specific search, search terms. I just put in headlines. And there were two articles, the top 20 articles that Google deemed to be news. I'm sure they knew I was looking, thinking about Puerto Rico, and they're probably catering it based on my you know, emails and whatnot. But it's all right. So they sent me these two uh, articles to read, and the articles were all about how Trump had somehow shorted Puerto Rico and forgotten about Puerto Rico, and the people in Puerto Rico are eating each other, and just these really salacious, very – Oh my gosh, it sounds horrible. Trump must be doing a terrible job with Puerto Rico. And okay, and then you have this other side of it where someone was there and says, "You know what? This was really beautiful. It's amazing." 
And then she realized that the press was lying to her, and then I put these pieces together, and then you realize that, okay, why is it that the press is trying to basically paint Puerto Rico as some sort of Lord of the Flies scenario? It's for political reasons. That's why. Because they don't want to make it so that the current president has got a, a you know a mark on the a star for having done a great job for Puerto Rico. They want to make it sound like he is completely neglected and forgot about Puerto Rico for political reasons. Draw your own conclusions. Because and how many different times are you being influenced by something you're reading from some supposed authoritative? Um, you know, person where you then later figure out, or maybe you never figure out, it's a lie. Uh, you know, here's what's really shocking: as soon as you do any traveling outside of the United States, you will realize what a bubble all of us live in. When you start getting exposure to the way different people think around the world, that's what's really refreshing. Actually, when people say that you know everyone's kind of the same in the world, they really are. <laughs> you know, people's values and their beliefs are all very similar, if not the same. And, yeah, I mean, the moral of the story, guys, is you're going to have to become very efficient at quickly you know, realizing that most people who are trying to uh, convince you of their way of thinking are not doing it with your best interest in mind. Full stop. Julie, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, you always go back to what they're thinking about, and this is one of the things we remind coaching clients often about when they get all tied up, you know, how's somebody going to think about me and should I follow up with this person because, you know, they haven't called me in three days, so should I call them or am I going to be seen as a stalker? How am I going to be seen constantly over and over? You have to remember, people live in their own three-foot worlds. They're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about, you know, what they're going to have for dinner or how long they're going to sit on the freeway on the way home. They're not thinking about you all the time. They don't put a little star on their calendar. That was the last time that they made their center of influence call to me. Gosh, it's just been so short that they, they only waited two weeks to call me again. They must be evil. I mean, seriously? <laughs> you really think that people think that? No. They're thinking about themselves and their own motivations. And certainly, you know, depending on where you get your news source from, you have to go back and, and trace why would somebody be saying that. There's so much crazy misinformation, myth information, however you want to put it out there. I don't even really listen to it anymore. I just that's why podcasts are so great because you can zero in on what you care about, virtually advertisement free or you can make it ad free and and just fill your brain with what's important to you and what allows you to help more people at the highest level possible. When you keep well, your head straight on straight about that, I have had uh, many coaching clients tell me flat out as soon as they really took seriously the thought that they're here to be of service and to stop making it about them all the time, to make it all about the person they're talking to, that it was so freeing mentally, emotionally, and even financially because they started to help more people, make more money, okay, that it, it's just so much easier than making it all well, about we, yourself we were, all the time. We were in Manhattan uh, not too long ago, and we were talking about having a media-free life where basically mm -hmm. you only focus on really – and you guys, look, if you're wanting to know where your myopic focus should be, you just it's all managed through a daily schedule, which, by the way, speaking of commercials, if you guys want the real estate treasure map, if you want to download that uh, fill-in-the-blank business plan, which includes, by the way, the daily schedule, all you've got to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And when you do, you're going to be entitled to speak to one of our new member coaches. They're going to help you put together your 12-month uh, lead generation plan. So text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. 
So I'm going to tell you guys ultimately what this should be focusing you in on. You're going to need to build some really tough walls with mean guard dogs around your mind. Okay, That's really the truth. And you need to accept the fact that the people that are trying to manipulate the way you think are way better at it than you are protecting your own mind from being easily manipulated. Just accept the fact that these propagandists are masterful at it, and you I have no defense for it. The only defense you do have is to stop allowing it in your head, which is what Julie just said. You know, be media free. So you're how do you go about taking this information that we just gave you and we've given you a billion times before on this podcast and making it tactical and practical? Very simple. All this comes down to following a daily schedule. All this comes down to prioritizing the things in your life that matter most to you. And then do not allow anything or anyone to screw with your daily schedule. Your daily schedule is the roadmap for your future. Your daily schedule is you controlling what you allow in your life and what you allow in your mind. And there's, you know, simple things you can do immediately. Obviously, the daily schedule is part of the real estate treasure map. It's a big part of our coaching program. Ultimately, one of the first things that all of you should seriously consider doing is what Julie and I just touched on is completely going media free. We are going to come up to in the next presidential election cycle. It is going to be probably not probably the nastiest, ugliest, horriblest time to be watching and paying attention to the news ever. So when we are in New York talking about this very same thing, lady sitting two rows back on my left, um, she got pissed. She thought it was – she sat there and wag, wagged her head at me and thought somehow we were saying something wrong and, you know, oh, we're wrong. Da, 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 da. Well, it's because we were telling the room not to allow media in their lives. Go completely media-free. And her life was all about did you hear? Her life was all about the latest on CNN. And what did Anderson Cooper say? Or who said this? Or what's Trump this? And da, 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 da. She was all wrapped up in the politics. That had become part of her identity. So in other words, this lady who was probably 60-something, she had, she had, without knowing it, she had allowed some sort of alien being in her mind who was now controlling not only the thoughts that she had, but also inevitably the actions that she took. And you've got to realize that, that all of us are vulnerable to that. And so when you're consuming information from somebody, be it on a podcast, be it at a live event, you have got to start saying, I do not inherently believe what this person is passing along to me is not without agenda. And then until proven otherwise, you have to operate as if they did have an agenda. The reason why some of these thoughts have become and actions and things that agents have normalized that are just basically trends, buying leads, for example. The reason that those things have become possible is because the entire real estate ecosystem has been corrupted by the influence and the money from having agents do things that were not in their best interest. And I do mean buying buyer leads. And I do mean following, uh, building teams. And I do mean doing, uh, focusing on things that ultimately do not drive more profit to the agent's bottom lines. I am absolutely... You know, Julie and I are rabid about all of you knowing the truth about how this industry has essentially been, you know, co-opted by people who did not and do not have your best interest in at heart with the advice that they give you. 
they ultimately become stooges for other entities that are just trying to essentially get you to do what is not in your own best, best interest with regards to your real estate practice. Uh, look, I know you guys are – some of you are receptive to what we're saying. Others of you aren't quite there yet, and that's okay. Just take what we're saying and then apply it. Have that be just another filter in your mind. But do take the suggestion of going media-free. That in itself will change your life. Anything you'd like to say to wrap up today's show, Julie? I'm sorry, I was muted just for a second. Uh, no, I mean, no. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things where you've got to ask yourself when you're being introspective and you go, aha, that's making me feel uncomfortable. I need to make that change. Are you going to actually do it? What are the things that it takes for you to do? What are your action steps? Maybe it's just taking one step. Maybe being, for example, media-free just in the morning so you can get your morning launched correctly. Maybe it means you know, not freaking yourself out that just because you're doing your lead follow-up means that all of a sudden now you're a stalker and people are going to think mean, evil things about you because now you know that's not true. And maybe by offering your help more frequently and in a more professional way, you'll find that you are helping more people at a higher level, which translates to a better profitability for yourself. And that leads to you having to be okay with being profitable and maybe, you know, building some wealth. It's all related. So this is one of the reasons why the Harris Rules book is much bigger, this expanded version, is because I tried really hard to bring all of those thoughts together and put them in a format that you can, you know, the chapters all make sense so that by the end you've got a better plan together and you're, you're putting all these pieces together. So I'm going to leave with that thought so I can go take care of my Premier Coaching clients. That's right. And those of you who are in Premier Coaching, make sure you attend Julie's daily semi-private coaching call live every day because then you can interact directly with what many people have said is the nation's number one coach, Miss Julie Harris. So make sure you guys go there every day, um, those of you who are in Premier Coaching, and attend live. It really does make a huge difference. Um, you know, it's interesting. Julie can have hundreds uh, like, of people that will attend over a week, and there's always probably about 20 of you that are standouts by asking really great questions and uh, really focusing in. You don't realize how much – well, I mean, you don't until you're a premier coaching client. You don't realize how much you really attention and respect we give to those of you who are really dedicated and focused on trying to – Make a business for the, for yourselves. Well, Julie and I have been there, done that. You can you can tell, can't you? Right? You know, we've been there, done that. We've been in your shoes. We've walked in your steps. We felt your feelings. The people that we are now have come. We're the people we are now because of all the experiences we've had, just the same as you. But our experience, our professional lifetimes, have been focused on selling real estate and then coaching real estate agents. Julie and I have always been drilled down. If you talk to Julie and I when we're out and about, there is chances we will not have a lot to talk to you about that's beyond outside of our exact wheelhouse because we've always stayed myopic. We've always stayed focused on becoming the best versions of ourselves in this iteration as real estate coaches. That's what we are. And I, I, would, I would be shocked if you could come across anybody in the industry, and this sounds totally arrogant, but it's, I think it's true, and – I really I know it's true that's going to be a better real estate coach than Julie and I or myself because we've had over 100,000 individual coaching calls ourselves. We've had thousands and thousands. We know we've been there, done that. We've got the experience at this point to know how to get anybody in the real estate industry to the next level. That's something that's a level. It's not confidence. It sounds it sounds cocky, I realize, 
But it's, it's none of those things. It's knowing. That's a different level. And I want all of you to experience that. I want all of you to get to the point where you know, not that you can just sell real estate, being able to sell real estate at a high level and then learning how to coach others, not just teach, not just present, but coach others to do the same thing. That is a skill set that was way harder to get than learning how to sell real estate at a high level. Learning how to sell real estate at a high level, learning how to do the things we ask you to do is easy by comparison to learning how to be a great uh, coach. That's the truth. So look, here's the bottom line. We're here for you. This is our life's work, literally. <laughs> okay? I mean, that's it. So if there's anything we can do for you, please feel free to reach out to us anytime. It's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Guys, grab that free book, The Real Estate Treasure Map. There's also five others you're given for free. Um, just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. And I, um, I'm going to give my cell phone number again because I've enjoyed some of the uh, texts I've gotten from you guys. It's 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. If you, uh, yeah, if you need any help, just let us know. We are here for you. We've got your backs, folks. Let us know if you need anything. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.